Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Might as well jump. I fucking hate Van Halen. Fuck. Anyways. Without the music, I did not recognize the reference. I was like, that's a reference to something, but I couldn't figure out what. Well, that's as good a time as any to say, what's up? This is Sharks Cross Hollywood. I'm Andrew, and I came up with a good one. This one's going to make you laugh. The Val Venus to my penis. Speaking of all the wrestling stuff, the Reverend Samuel Mance. <laughs> you know why I came up with that? Because it rhymes, and he's a porn star. I don't know who the person is, but... I just love that it's to your penis. That that makes it hilarious to um, me. Uh, his intro music starts with, hello, ladies. And it's super <laughs> fucking creepy. So today we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about? This one, we've talked about this before, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you, I'm going to let you uh, introduce this thing that people call a movie. <laughs> well, today we're talking about the 1984 Swords and Sorcery epic the warrior and the sorceress starring david carradine and maria sokas is it sokas or shokas i don't know anyway yeah i saw this movie <laughs> when i was a little kid we talked about this before many times specifically on the dune episode but uh more than just that it it comes up from time to time because the warrior and the sorceress is of course part of my very first cinematic memory which was a double feature of dune and the warrior and the sorceress that i watched when i was five years old and there there's no good reason that I should have watched The Warrior and the Sorceress at five years old. Or in but general, I did. but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I do have the utmost respect for stuff that you saw when you were a kid and you love it now just for that reason, because I have a lot of those. Watching it this time was really weird because I haven't sat down and properly watched it. I'm going to say since my late 20s, I bought my DVD back in my late 20s, and it's such a fucking creep fest, this movie. It, it really <laughs> is, that uh, I actually did not tell my ex-wife that I bought it. I didn't want her knowing because I didn't want her thinking I was just the world's biggest creep for owning it. I have since embraced my creepdom, so uh, I am no longer ashamed to say that I own The Warrior and the Sorceress on DVD. Well, yeah. I'm actually hoping to get a nice Shout Factory Blu-ray edition one of these days since they're remastering some of these swords and sorceries uh, from the early 80s. They I know have they did a... so many. They have the Deathstalker movies and that yeah. they just did that Amazon and whatever the fuck other movie that Barbarian Queen yes. baby and it's sold out already interesting fact there is actually a trivia tie-in with Barbarian Queen. I found this as I was getting ready here. My computer was loading slowly, so I was scrolling the IMDb trivia on my phone, and I found this. Scenes of Kane, of course, fucking David Carradine's character is named Kane because the filmmakers couldn't be bothered to give him a new name, so they were just like, ah, he was Kane in Kung Fu, he's Kane in The Warrior and the Sorcerer. Did now. he have a, did they ever say his name? They were always like, it's the warrior, it's the dark one. Did they ever say Kane? No, they just the say, movie? they just say Wanderer, but then they called him Kane. I think think they put that in the credits so that they could get the unconscious kung fu tie-in i don't know but i'm speculating so scenes of kane fighting soldiers were recycled for scenes in the movie wizards of the lost kingdom 2 and in wizards of the lost kingdom scenes of lana clarkson's character fighting were lifted from footage of her in barbarian queen so there's sort of a side-by-side -side parallel there uh, with these movies i guess those old roger corman produced movies used to do that a lot where they just rip just straight up rip footage from other roger corman 
Corman movies. No, he would never do that. Believe it or not, uh, he would. <laughs> never. No, I don't believe it. He's never. He didn't shoot a movie in two days just because he had the location for a couple more days. He never did that. And if you watch the trailer for this, there's actually footage from like three other Roger Corman movies. And the shot they have in the trailer of the four-breasted woman is actually from a completely different Roger Corman movie. I'm not sure if it's Barbarian fuck? Queen or if it's like uh, uh, Deathstalker or something else. But suffice to say, it's not from this movie. Does he have a thing for four-boobed chicks then? I don't know, but uh, I did after I watched this movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, this movie does have one thing over Total Recall. It's that the chick had four boobs instead of three. And you know, the weird part is they looked good. Like, they looked kind of real. I Did they not look, they didn't look terrible, right? No, they actually did look uh, pretty real until you got really close. When she gets really close to the camera, you can kind of see some of the imperfections in whatever the silicone or whatever it was that they used for the fake boobs. But up until that point, they did look pretty good. And there is another IMDb trivia to go along with the four boob sorceress or dancer or whatever she was i i don't know i guess she's not a sorceress she's a i guess i always thought she was a sorceress because she's on the cover or rather the poster isn't she wouldn't she be the sorceress she they call her a witch they don't really call her a sorceress but yeah no the sorceress is technically the princess um what? which is maria shokas oh oh that no that's what that's what i was thinking okay that's what are we we're not we're talking about the four boob girl fuck yeah i'm talking about the four boob dancer so i found this other imdb trivia and apparently the four boob dancer in this movie unlike other movies that have featured women with multiple with multiple extra breasts that actually does happen from time to time you actually do <laughs> see people with four breasts and that is how they develop they develop in vertical pairs not horizontal multiples okay so everybody out there if you can find us one of these girls send her <laughs> over because i'm single ladies i'm not but i'm curious <laughs> so i don't know i thought that was an interesting piece of trivia i was not aware that that's something that really happens but apparently it occasionally does due to some sort of mutation that's my favorite mutation i'm a guy who now loves you know boobs man i love boobs boobs are the best you know i don't know how i felt before i watched this movie but at five years old i do recall <laughs> suddenly becoming a huge fan of boobs because of this movie big ones small ones ones that is that are as big as your head you know i'm, I'm good although uh you know funny story i do recall shortly after this movie seeing my mom without a shirt on <laughs> and thinking that's not what they looked like in the movies <laughs> hey mom why do your boobs look so weird <laughs> And why don't you have four of them? <laughs> oh, good times. All right. You want to walk <laughs> us through this bad boy? <laughs> All right. The Warrior and the Sorceress, 1984, starring David Carradine, who is one of the most miscast human beings I have ever seen in any movie ever. Nobody can deny that. I'm like, dude, it's not a Western. Stop talking that way. He is in full on <laughs> cash in a paycheck mode in this movie, too. Like he clearly could not give less of a shit about this material and <laughs> no. i can't blame him this is not well-written stuff yeah conan it is not am i right not even close <laughs> <laughs> so we start with these these low budget indie films particularly back then had really long drawn out credit sequences at least we get nice shots of sand i guess just and sand. we get a shot of two suns in the sky oh fancy how did they pull that off i have no idea but the effect does not look great <laughs> they probably just like had somebody draw it on the fucking frames <laughs> 
That seems like a Corman trick. I don't know. Corman My wasn't guess- exactly concerned with quality Sorry. most of the time. <laughs> no, no, not so much. But uh, David Carradine is is walking while the credits are playing, and I and I just put down like there's weird people watching him behind rocks and shit. I think they're the villagers. I guess or the, the who the fuck were those people? They're like they're not they're like, they're like the sand people. Only they're not making any noise. You know that's funny that you mentioned the sand people because I actually had a thought at that moment the first time we see the uh, the robed figures watching him from the rocks as he walks through the desert. My thought wasn't of sand people. My thought was of Jawas because of the robes they wore. But as this movie progressed and I realized, you know, I had a lot of it in my memory, I started thinking, oh my God, they really are trying to just make this like Star Wars in so many ways. I mean, it's a desert planet. It has two suns. You've got these robed figures hiding out in the desert. And then the slavers are basically the Jawas. If you think of droids as slaves, you know. And I do. Wander the desert, (laughs) sacking villages and taking slaves you know so yeah there's a lot of parallels because i mean this came out while star star wars uh specifically the empire strikes back and jedi had just you know hit super huge the prior couple of years or whatever it was i think jedi came out in 83 didn't it so yeah definitely trying i mean you know he's dressed in black like luke skywalker they even have the same haircut (laughs) oh yeah that's true he does have the same haircut i didn't even think about that but yeah they were trying to they were trying to be like hey if you like star wars come watch the warrior and the sorceress that's a one-to-one comparison oh very very so i was trying my hardest to stay keyed in while i was watching this but there are several notes that i took that i'm just like okay i stopped paying attention for a few minutes i have no idea what's going on (laughs) (laughs) that comes later i just wanted to throw that out there because it's it might get a little weird so he walks into this village and we i guess it's a village like it's this fucking rock wall with a well in the middle of it and yeah like a bunch of like stone huts lying around and then there's like two fortresses on either end of this like central i don't know courtyard they're like 20 feet away from each other it's real weird yeah it's not a lot of space they clearly (laughs) were working on a small set yeah just just a little uh and i said he sees a hot girl doing hot girl shit and she gets taken away by some dude who we don't know yet but i will i will keep calling him i think i call him sexy shirtless man even though his name is key for some shit Yeah, uh, his name is Keefe, and he actually would later star in another swords and sorcery-themed science fiction fantasy film you might know as Masters of the Universe. Oh, Masters of the Universe is another fun one, isn't it? Let me see. Who did he play in Masters? Blade. I don't know who the fuck Blade is. Yep, I I, I don't know either. Oh, Blade is apparently just some jock on mats in front of these girls. (laughs) Oh, wait. Is that Masters of the Universe? Nope, that's the Nancy Drew. <laughs> I forgot that people, uh, you know, did other movies. Anyway, Keith, as Mick Jagger refers to him. So we we first meet the sorceress. She's like praying to the sun gods or something like that. And Keith comes along as like, don't you be embarrassing me out here on the out here on the rooftop. Oh, she's naked the whole time, by the way. No, actually, that time she has these like two cloths like oh, hanging down oh, okay. from her shoulders, covering her breasts, which I'm guessing is why he's pissed off because her tits are out for the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> Yep. He's like, he's probably like, how dare you cover up? Oh man! And this is all just this is all just set up before anything actually happens too. So this is this yes, is fun. nothing has happened yet. <laughs> it continues that way for a good what hour and twenty minutes. This movie is. <laughs> 
<laughs> a woman like begs for help from these soldiers and they kill her. So we're we're setting these guys up as some they're assholes, man. They're not good people. Yes, they are soldiers in and grunt. You know, uh, grunt. So what would you call what would you call those guys? The the common soldiery in movies like this tend to not be the most likable group of fellas. The guy that he actually has a confrontation with kind of looks like he's trying hard, like he has trouble keeping his eyes open. <laughs> I thought of that guy as Uncle Randy because that's what he looks like. He looks like an Uncle Randy. The kind of uncle that says, no, take off your shirt. It's okay. It's just a video camera. <laughs> Don't tell your mom, though. Kane, which is never explicitly stated. I What did I call him? I called him Warrior the whole time, but Warrior, Dark One, Kane, whatever, fucking the dude from Kung Fu. He almost has a confrontation with the soldiers, but an old man we learn is the prelate, because that's a word that they made up. No, I think that's an actual word. Let me Google that real quick to make sure. <laughs> Here I am just being a douche. Fucking... A bishop or other high ecclesiastical dignitary. Oh, okay, fine. They didn't make it up. I'm just, I'm just. So he's a church leader, apparently. Which means he's not real anyway, so it doesn't matter. But he I pulls, mean, they say right off that the religion is dead, right? Yeah, that is that is true. Uh, he pulls him into the like this temple thing. It's supposed to be a temple. I think they reference it as a temple later, but it's really just more sand and some rocks. Fucking stack of rocks that <laughs> this movie gets away with calling stacks of rocks so many different things. <laughs> apparently he's been expecting this this dark one and he's like, where's your relief column? Which is apparently a term for backup. I suppose. And he's like, makes sense. And he's got to be that, that lone stoic hero. And he's like, I travel alone. Well, now if you're wondering why that is that they decided to write him that way, it should be noted that this is a Jimbo. Exactly. <laughs> Don't and, worry. I know. And, and of course, you know, the most famous Yo Jimbo remake was a fistful of dollars starring Clint Eastwood as the man with no name. So of course he comes in and he's a man with no name. Um, I, I wanted to say, uh, when we revealed that fact that it is unintentionally serendipitous that we are recording this today because do you know what today is april fool's day it is april fool's day but this is not a joke it's also something else um it's my sister's birthday it's somebody's birthday would you care to take a guess at whose is it clint eastwood or david carradine neither it <laughs> is toshiro mifuni's oh. 101st birthday the original yojimbo i'm down we like him him. You know, the yes, guy who do. almost played Mr. Miyagi, I think, is what we decided. Oh, shit. That's how I meant to refer to him, too, was as <laughs> the original Miyagi. <laughs> God, that would have been a completely different fucking movie. I maintain I want to step into a parallel universe and see that. Yeah, that would be super cool. So he's Yojimbo, and he's not a bunny rabbit like in the Ninja Turtles. They call him Usagi Yojimbo, which sounds really, really like they're trying to get somebody to suck their wieners. <laughs> Yes, there is. A, you got my Yojimbo soggy. <laughs> there is a there is a fucking anthropomorphic samurai bunny rabbit in the Ninja Turtles universe called Yosagi Yojimbo. He actually got his own spinoff comic, didn't he? I do believe he did. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not who we're talking about. <laughs> no. So we learn about God. The names in this are fucking ridiculous too. Zeg and Balkaz are these two the two guys in either fortress. One guy is a fat, creepy guy, and like I said, I'm I, well, the first time I watched this, I said. 
why, oh, why do you keep on making me watch movies with gross, fat-ass <laughs> jerks in them? And I responded, revenge, motherfucker, because you made me watch Poultrygeist. Yeah, fair enough, though. Uh, and Zeg also... I will never get the fucking image of that fat man's ass shitting out just 47 pounds of shit. Hey, guys, you can listen to that episode. If you yes, want. you can. After this one, go, go back and do that. The whole thing is that they're fighting over this well, which is where all the water is, because they're in a desert, so they need water, right? And the 20 feet of space in between their respective uh, <laughs> fortresses has a well and then three feet on either side. I'm exaggerating slightly, but not too much. <laughs> they, they're essentially paying paying these soldiers to hang out by the well. And right now, I think it's uh, Zeg soldiers who have it. I can confirm yes. that is correct. Yes. I fucking paid way more attention to this movie than I thought I did. <laughs> I did watch it twice, though. I watched this fucking movie twice. OK, I you did. did. I did. Oh, my God. I watch all these I'm movies shocked. twice. <laughs> Even if it's a movie I've seen a hundred fucking times, I still watch it twice. I only watched it once. This one is a tough one to get through sober. Woo. Okay. I'm glad. See, again, I'm I'm going to shit on it, but I don't really want to make you feel bad. So at least you no. know. <laughs> no, dude, I can't defend this movie in any reasonable way. This movie is no. garbage, but I love it just because it, it's got that warm place in my heart because it is hilarious trash that was so, so formative to me. No, and see, that's like that's like Ninja 3, even though I would argue that that's actually a movie. And Sam Furstenberg is a much better director than whoever made this, but they also had more money. So <laughs> That's a low fucking bar. But he also I'm made... Not gonna, you're not wrong, though. He also that made Breakin' and American Ninja. Sam I Furstenberg have, from Ninja, the Ninja 3 guy, not this guy. I have not seen either of those. You know what? I have never seen Breakin'. So there we go. That's that, that obscure enough for you people. We can fucking do that one, too. Basically, this motherfucker goes like, who am I going to... Eventually, he'll say, whoever pays me the most, uh, that's who I'm going to fight for. But he initially offers his services to Balkaz, the fat, gross guy, who I think is wearing a diaper. I don't... I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm convinced it's a diaper, yes. <laughs> He totally looks like he shits himself. Yeah, and yet he still has all these hot naked chicks just feeding him. Yeah, well, you know, uh, slavery was good for getting fat men laid, I guess. Charisma and eyeliner go a long way. <laughs> I still Well, line. I think the reason he chose Balkaz over Lord Zeg is because Lord Zeg's men were guarding the well, and he had to kill somebody to show off. So it was like, all right, if it had been Balkaz's men guarding the well, he'd have gone with Lord Zeg first. That is probably true. Also, I stole that line from uh, another crappy movie, The Butterfly Effect. Oh, I have. Dude, you're doing deep cuts. Like, I, I, I can't go that deep. The Butterfly Effect. The only, <laughs> the, the only line I remember from The Butterfly Effect is, so do I suck both your dicks? Of course, that's the line you'd remember. Yep, that's the only line I remember. <laughs> because when you end up in prison, that's going to be your first question. <laughs> and they're like, "We're guards, Probably. sir. We're not gonna. We're not gonna make you do that." Oh God, the choreography in this movie is so fucking bad. Like, you like could, it's. Well, <laughs> yeah, the last scene gets like kinda okay for like a second, but mostly only, still not good. Only the part where Keith and Kane are fighting because Keith is actually a stuntman and David Carradine is actually a martial artist. And I think that's the only reason that that scene is okay. You know what I learned? I, David Carradine didn't learn any martial arts as far as I know until he got cast in the Kung Fu show. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making that up or if I'm like exaggerating, but I heard that he did not do martial arts a lot at least until he got cast in Kung Fu. So that's interesting we're gonna say that's 100 true and uh and you actually aren't taking it far enough the fact is he had never even heard the term martial arts before he got cast in kung fu that is now fact and uh i'm putting it on the internet right now oh good okay so we get some bad dubbing real quick i really have to right before we have this fight scene <laughs> 
Okay. Again, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I fucking know what you're talking about. I can't remember the dialogue, but like... I don't remember the first guy's dialogue, but the second guy's dialogue is, Yeah, what do you want? Like, you could tell that's what they were actually saying. Like, oh, yeah. At no, least... That- at least. Definitely have that. But yeah. And then then the bad fight scene. I said he kills the soldiers guarding the well. The villagers storm the well after he kicks their asses to kicks the soldiers asses, by the way, to finally get some water. And oh, and I did put and our first glimpse of boobies. Because mm-hmm. there's yeah. like these I chicks mean, I mean, that's around after the, well. the villagers leave, obviously. But then Balcaz's slave people who are all wearing gimp masks, apparently. They rush the well and then suddenly, boom, titty dancers just everywhere. Yeah. Apparently. We just have a a titty dance committee that uh, follows the slaves around everywhere. Wait, you don't have that? I don't. Um, I was told mine was going to be arriving this week, but uh, apparently they're back ordered. So I got mine yesterday. Yeah. One of them has five boobs. Nice, nice. That's uh, where. Where's the Where's the fifth one placed? I'm curious. On her butt. So it might just be a butt with a zit on it. I'm not sure. A butt. <laughs> that was pretty gross. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> Pinch your nipple and see if it explodes. Ew, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so then I wrote, we'll be we cut to like David Carradine is just kind of like, he's like watching him, isn't he? And then these two ugly bastards, I said, oh, he's yeah, he's just sitting there on another fucking rock because this is all this is a sand and rocks. Oh, no. He goes into the temple and is oh, sitting right. on a rock in the temple. Okay. Okay. Quote that, unquote temple. But yeah, it, it's hard to tell. <laughs> Because it's all just fucking rocks and sand. <laughs> I'm like, these two ugly bastards crawl around and bump into the warrior. Literally, they bump into the warrior. The yes, dark one. And they invite him to meet with Balkaz again, apparently. They have some kind of hilarious names, too. I can't remember what they were. Let me let me check, because their names were just ridiculous. Okay. It's, again, never mentioned, but it's in the they credits. Had names? Blather and Gabble. We got a little ahead of ourselves. He hasn't talked to Balkaz yet, but that's okay, because we, you know, whatever. Does it really matter? I don't think it does. But I'm a perfectionist, so I need things to go well. Otherwise, I'll lose my fucking mind, and I'll have to start ripping my dog's tails off. I don't know why I do that, but it's just something... It's just something. Those two little weirdos, they invite him to meet with Balkaz, and then right out right after that we cut to Zeg and he commands his soldiers to retake the well, and that's Zeg, who has appeared on our podcast before. Do oh, you recall? My God, has he? Yes, no. he has. And I mentioned that he was Lord Zeg in that podcast, but I'm wondering if you remember which one it was. I don't remember, but I looked it up and uh, is it frailty? Yes, it is. <laughs> he played the sheriff in Frailty, who gets an axe to the chest from Bill Paxton. Nice. Okay, so this is another guy who also thinks he's in a Western. (laughs) Just and he's got a weird face. They're all talking like they're Clint Eastwood, and it's like I'm like, guys, you know that Clint Eastwood already made this movie, right? Yeah, about 15 years earlier. And he stole it from somebody else. Yes, he I'm, did. I'm pretty sure Sergio Leone actually stole it from somebody else, but still, that's Yes, he point. stole it from uh, Sergio Leone. stole it from... Whoever directed Yojimbo. Uh, di- oh, fuck. Um, the greatest director in the world. Oh, Kurosawa. Or Akira Kurosawa. Thank you. Oh, my God. My brain was just, like, denying me access there for a minute. Fuck. Oh, you know what we need we we need to talk about though. When he, when he goes to talk to Balkaz, he he agrees to. He's like I'll 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 do this shit for you and all that stuff. He basically cons this asshole out of 100 Terex, which is something are Terex real too? I don't believe so, but suffice to say, they're apparently valuable enough that Balkaz thinks that offering him two of them and the shelter of his 
house on what does he say until the day you die yeah something like that it was it was weird is a good offer apparently uh Belkaz thinks that's a that's a tempting offer and then he yeah. says like i'll give you eight for every or like several for every eight what the fuck does he say about that like it's basically every eight or ten days or something oh i think he says i'll give you 20 for every eight settings of the sun yeah that's right that's right then which i mean now granted this is a this is a planet with two suns so really that's every four days that makes sense but then he's like you don't know a hundred in advance (laughs) but we we need to talk about his weird lizard friend yes we do because it's like it's an animatronic but it doesn't really move that much and it's a fucking puppet dude it's <laughs> is it a puppet oh puppet yeah uh, of course it's a puppet yeah so no. and he's like talking to it and i'm like does this thing is he supposed to actually be communicating with this or is he just bouncing ideas off of it i think the idea is that the thing is his advisor or he's fucking crazy and thinks the thing is his advisor either one is perfectly reasonable based on the level level of uh, septic shock this guy's probably going through from sitting around in his own shit every day <laughs> well and then as the as the dark one leaves he kind of overhears balkaz talking to this fucking thing saying that as soon as he kills zeg we'll kill him fuck this guy and take it take our hundred terex back and uh believe it or not that plan does not go swimmingly for old balkaz oh that's weird right i know right <laughs> like it was a perfect plan oh man then we cut to zeg now we haven't gotten a whole lot of zeg's character yet but here we go he has the they call her the princess but she is she a sorceress i'm really not sure i don't know what the fuck's going on (laughs) (laughs) he has her dragged into this room and he's like give me the sword he tries to break an anvil with it like a rock or something and the sword just breaks in half and he's like what the fuck apparently what's happening is her being the princess and the sorceress she has the power to craft the sword of ura which apparently this planet is called ura i don't know but it's a very powerful sword as we see later on in the movie when it cuts through both an anvil and the stone it is set upon as if they were made out of styrofoam no again roger corman would never do that <laughs> granted he's not the director of this thing but still no but he uh you know i don't think roger i don't know if roger corman actually directed much he uh he was more a producer and uh this has definitely got his fingerprints all fucking over it <laughs> but suffice to say she isn't making lord lord zeg the sword of ura because fuck him he's a dick he's a dick who is in the wrong movie <laughs> I just love how like all I all I could think of when I when it would zoom in on his face is the term chewing up the scenery because that is what that dude is doing in every scene like he's just he's so brooding and really committed to the torture and the evil of it like <laughs> such a fucking cartoon but he's great i love him in his ridiculous cheesiness yeah there's one scene i don't know if i'll actually remember it when it comes but there's one scene where he's getting more keef <laughs> sexy shirtless guy is a better name he was he's telling him about the dark one and how he's going to come and fuck his shit up but then he like does this weird thing zeg does where he like turtles into his fucking sweater <laughs> i know the exact or whatever. thing you're talking about yes <laughs> That's the scene where Keith tells him that the dark one is the one who kidnapped oh, that's right, that's right. the princess. Yes. And he just and he just yeah, like that's exactly what he does. He turtles his his he's got his blankets wrapped around him because Keith bothers him in bed when he's asleep and his head just kind of sinks down into <laughs> his shoulders. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. So that night the warrior gets a bath 
from three naked chicks. And like, there's no context here. He's just getting a bath from three naked ladies. Yeah, um, I, I will say uh, they broke with tradition in uh, casting one of those three naked ladies as being uh, pretty fat. Yeah, I, th- I so, found yeah, that interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah, like, like, and you know, like, no attention is drawn to it or anything. It's just she's there, and and she's front and center, man. Like, she is. Yeah, they're not the trying to hide it. Yeah, prominently featured, and I'm like, well, well, you know, hats off to you for body positivity. I can almost guarantee it was like the director's wife or something. <laughs> The director was like, I want my naked wife in this movie right now. It's the only way he can come is if his wife is naked in a, in a B movie. You know what? I understand completely. I know. it's it's He's not the only one. I'll just put it that way. It's the only way I can not really come, but it like it's, it's the only way my dick flexes every once in a while. I haven't gotten hard in like 10 years. <laughs> Just a wet noodle. I have no idea what I'm even fucking talking about right now. Anyways, the next day, we're going to cut to the next day now. We're going to stop talking about that. Uh, (laughs) Balcaz, by the way. Okay, okay, you know what? Actually, there was something I wanted to say. On this viewing, I realized sort of what they were doing thematically. I mean, granted, I'm probably giving the director a little (laughs) too much credit here, but I might not be. I think with the way they cast and the way they set up the sort of throne rooms of both Balcaz and Zeg the Tyrant, as he's properly known. I think what they were doing is they were setting them up to represent, in Balkaz's case, Balkaz represented gluttony and lust. And Zeg the Tyrant represents wrath and envy. Like, basically, they're set up to represent these sins. Because if you look at the way Zeg's set up, it's all death and murder and this Spartan sterility to everything. And then Balkaz is all naked women and money in his big fat ugly ass sitting on that throne (laughs) so i think they were trying to you know interject a little subtext into this bad boy about kane being caught in the middle of these two warring wannabe alpha males yeah there you go (laughs) hey it sounds like my job actually (laughs) i get caught in between the wannabe alpha males all the time but not just the wannabe alpha males but also the egocentricity of those two ideologies whereas kane is sort of this balanced warrior he likes naked chicks but he also doesn't like to smile Well, just because, you know, like, I don't know if you've watched a lot of David Carradine's work up to that point, but there is a lot of that stuff in it. You know, the only other David Carradine movie I've really seen is Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's the only one? Yep. Because he's in a lot of them in the in the 70s. Holy shit. That dude was prolific. I know. I saw him on an episode of Lizzie McGuire once. Really? <laughs> what a <laughs> weird fucking place to have David Carradine pop uh, up. Because his brother uh, was played the dad in that show. Oh, really? Yeah. And so he co- he shows up and teaches her little brother how to do some stuff and then they're like who is that guy and he's like oh he's almost like a brother to me (laughs) yeah i know exactly are we we ready to move on (laughs) sorry yeah i didn't mean to derail you with my little aside about zag and balkaz from the naked okay we're moving on from the naked chicks and all the weird weird stuff to go to more weird stuff so the previous night balkaz actually dropped a challenge to zag i can't really remember about what it's the fucking well i guess they're like we're gonna fight again and that's just kind of what they do yeah basically balkaz wanted to you know he's got the dark wanderer on his side he's like i'm gonna fucking show zag i'm gonna kick his dick in (laughs) that backfires the next day they're they're ready to fight and balkaz tells the war tells the dark one guy that tells the warrior guy he's like go fighting he's like uh go fuck yourself i don't want to fight for anybody who what does he say i i won't fight for anyone who 
plots against my life. Yeah, you sound exactly like him too. Good job. <laughs> See, what would be clever to do right there is to interject the actual audio over over me, and then the audience will think I'm just an amazing impressionist because I did the background music and everything. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. You're you're really good at impressions, anyways. Though I can't do voices. You heard me trying to do Miyagi in the Karate Kid episode. It did not go well. <laughs> So this motherfucker, by the way, the dark one just goes and sits on another rock in, in the middle of everybody. And he's like off to the side. So he's just kind of like hanging out, watching and him and Keith like lock eyes and he makes weird monkey faces at him for a second. He basically is just sitting there on the sidelines, cracking his ass up as I was cracking up watching this whole thing <laughs> because the battle between Balkaz and Zeg is fucking comedy gold. Well, yeah, they barely start fighting and then the slavers the, the slaver people show up burgo 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 is his name wow you got it i i did not have it they actually say his fucking name in the movie yes they do and it's one of the few names i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah so burgo shows up and not before the warrior and the oh that's where the warrior and the soldier i say make sex eyes at each other <laughs> <laughs> It's getting pretty steamy in here, boys. <laughs> uh, so Burgo is an ugly motherfucker. I don't know what he's supposed to be, and that mask is terrible. But I'm yeah. pretty sure it's supposed to be his face, and that's just what he looks like. I can't tell if that's just a shitty makeup job on what's supposed to be some kind of monster face, or if it's a decent mask for, like, you know, uh, a fantasy medieval-style world that he has put together, you know, to sort of signal himself as a slaver. It's very very unclear yeah I, you know what'd be funny this movie needs like a big budget hollywood remake i was thinking the exact for, same thing for no reason like the script should stay exactly the same the only <laughs> thing that's the only thing that's different is the makeup and the effects and the set design <laughs> everything is exactly the same otherwise and get a decent director you know so like the, the cinematography solid but the the lines are just as shitty <laughs> and delivered with with no gravitas whatsoever from anybody <laughs> so you get well you get jai courtney to do it <laughs> there you go oh my god jai courtney and bruce willis together again <laughs> one of the most uninterested actors in history and then one of the most uninteresting actors out there bruce willis is lord zeg <laughs> jai courtney is the dark wanderer who yes. plays balkaz uh john goodman's too good for this um no john Goodman. even the stuff he doesn't give a shit about he's too good for <laughs> the blue meanie from ecw google that shit you'll know what i mean well he's definitely got the look <laughs> Does he have the indifference though? No, no, that guy had way too much charisma. We need some we need somebody who just could not give less of a shit about what they were doing. I'd say Marlon Brando, but he's dead. He's dead. Well, I guess I'll have to do it then. But late 90s Marlon Brando would have been perfect. Yeah, uh he was in a movie that we can't talk about anymore due to certain accusations made upon its director recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was yeah. We're just going to leave that one alone cuz fuck that dude. Which is a bummer cuz I really wanted to rip that movie apart, but I don't want to give any fucking attention to it zeg and burgo are like buddies i guess i don't know if well i guess do they call no they call a truce for like five seconds because because they both want to deal with the slaver when the slaver you know it's like that old saying from my childhood when the slaver's in town you put your weapons down what are you from like texas or something <laughs> <laughs> apparently no excuse me georgia no oh, there we go close you know what mississippi any one of those weird southeastern states will i don't fucking yeah. know so burgo after after they deal with him he offers to trade all of his tarics for the sorceress and zeg's like no fuck off he's like all right then he leaves she pleases me 
for the moment. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a pretty good line, actually. But then Balkaz has a plan to get rid of Zig for good because Zig gave Burgo some water. I'm saying these names an awful lot. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> Zeg gave Burgo some water, but Balkaz apparently had it poisoned somehow. I don't think Zeg actually gave him the water. I think Balkaz had one of his servants give him the water in Zeg's name with Zeg's coat of arms oh, on him. Okay, that would that makes way more sense actually. I'm speculating. Uh, it's not terribly clear, but that's what I think is happening. There. No, it just kind of happens, and then you're just kind of left to. And that's not by design, really. It's just bad writing. Well, it's. I mean, by you know, if you if yeah. if you go back and watch a fistful of dollars eastwood sort of does a similar thing where he sets up you know one of the guys to be brought down by what was it the union army or the conf i don't fucking dude know. i have you know i have never legitimately watched a western i don't think i've watched back to the future three those old leone westerns are good man i mean back to the future three that his whole thing with the metal under the Serape, that's taken from well, I know, a fistful I, of dollars. I, I got that far. I knew that. I don't know why. Like, I started watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly once, and I made it like a half hour in. I'm like, this is fucking three hours long. I'm going to stop watching this now. I don't know why. I don't know why. I still have the DVD. That's it's the mistake people make, is starting with The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You start with Fistful of Dollars. You graduate to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, okay. So I, I haven't earned it yet. All right. I'm not saying you have to earn it. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a good ramp up, because if you like A Fistful of Dollars, you'll probably like for a few dollars more and if you like for a few dollars more then it's a natural fit that you're gonna like the good the bad and the ugly oh and by the way the note about that i that i have here about all the poisoned water and shit it the last sentence is i have no idea what's happening <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling that mirrors my <laughs> attitude perfectly from when i was five years old <laughs> I was like, what the fuck uh, is going on in this movie? Because I was drifting in and out of sleep the whole time. That should be noted. This was well. the second movie, right? That night? Yes. Okay. Dune right. was the first feature. And then, yeah, this was the started at 10 p.m. feature. That is insane to me. Like, Dune's the good movie. Like, why? I mean, I guess this one has too many boobs in it. No, you actually, that that was what they would do is that you run the big movie first huh. and then you run the B movie. That's for when the teenagers are fucking in their cars. <laughs> You watch the good movie and then you fuck for the B movie. All right. Yeah, fair enough, man. I, I missed the drive-ins, you know. I was only five years old, so nobody wanted to fuck me. <laughs> sure. Somebody. No. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Not going to go there. Not going to do it. <laughs> So for some reason Good the warrior times. knows the warrior knows what happened. I think I can't remember how he figured that out. As far as the the coat of arms and the poison water and stuff. Oh oh I know how he knows because he was watching Burgo fucking do that do all that stuff because apparently this whole planet is like two miles wide or something. He walked out into the desert to follow the slavers for some reason that is never made clear and then he sees all of Burgo's men die and Burgo's like Zig you betrayer I vow my vengeance he shouts it to the desert and then drives off in his slave mobile and then the dark one wanders down to look at the bodies and out come what was it babble and gabble <laughs> those two weird fuckers yes <laughs> to i don't know gloat over the corpses and he sees that it was them who were behind it and then he knows balkaz was behind them and then they're like oh shit we've been found out that's right they thank you off. see i watched this twice and i still fucking have no clue <laughs> I even took notes. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But anyways, he does know what happened. And that's why. Thank you for telling me. And then it's a bit of a mess. Then you get to see his stunt double climb up a wall. So that's, <laughs> that's nice. 
I'm like, there's no way Carradine is doing any of that shit. Probably not. No. Although, you know what? I got to give props to Maria Sokas because later on in the movie, she does climb down the wall bare ass. Oh, yeah. And that is like, I was watching it going, you know, I don't know if I would be able to do that. You wouldn't. And neither would I. And that's okay. Because yeah, I don't she's think we're in, ever going to end up she, in this situation. She's in good shape. Is she still? Is she alive? But the warrior sneaks in there and he, like, this is Zeg's fortress, by the way, that he's going into. And he says, you know, he's go he, he wants to sell him information and uh, obviously about the poisoned water and what happened and shit and zeg's like what kind of information oh yeah his and he's like him in his sexy voice about balkaz and your coat of arms and zeg's like let me throw money at your face <laughs> nope nobody counts out money in this movie they just they do that thing that i've heard comedians talk about where they just toss a sack of money and him, then they like he's like they like weigh it in their hands and like <laughs> yeah, jiggle like, it he, he's kind of hmm yep that feels like a thousand later on he does say do you want to count it and he's like i trust zig or however he puts that line but he's never counted it up to this point so (laughs) yeah (laughs) apparently trusts everybody so he ends up sneaking around the fortress and he finds the sorceress in a dungeon i guess yes is is that what it is a dungeon dungeon adjacent it might i don't know if it was a proper dungeon it looked like it had a window so and they have a conversation and he has a scar on his hand and i really i was lost i have no idea like she said at one point no she has this oh she she, has the scar on her hand which is a symbol of who she is meaning you know the sorceress i guess god damn it okay wow like why how how, why was this so hard (laughs) probably because you were still reeling from the last 45 minutes of bullshit this is one of those however many minutes of what it felt like 45 oh dude this fucking movie 80 minutes long the longest 80 minutes of my life (laughs) Like you said, Dune felt like it was 80 minutes long, but it was like two and a half hours. This feels like it's two and a half hours, but it's 80 minutes long. I was completely invested in Dune and I watched it (laughs) twice. And both times that fucking movie flew by. This one did not. Not so much. Yeah. So she tells him that he needs to save the prelate because it's her dad. It's not. I don't (laughs) fucking because I think it's her uncle. Her uncle. Okay. Which makes the scene when he checks out her tits a little creepy. (laughs) Oh. It's like she runs in and and he's like, oh, my dear, you know, Naja. That's right. Her name is Naja. How fucking appropriate, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But uh, he's like, oh, my dear Naja. But he just glances down at her tits for a second. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's what uncles do in my experience, at least. But he he frees her, obviously, real quick before he before he escapes. During this scene, the girls were like uh, the kids watched this with me, by the way, the first time. And they were like. (laughs) (laughs) I maybe should have warned you before none of that bothered them you know what bothered them they're like the fighting in this movie is really bad (laughs) yes it is (laughs) they're used to watching fucking sweet ass martial arts movies like double dragon and ninja 3 with you (laughs) yeah yeah they've all they've all actually they've watched all those with me they weren't ready for the lows of a roger corman's swords and sorcery epic oh my god what the hell would have happened if roger corman made a martial arts movie what makes you think he didn't that is a very good point he made every kind of b movie there is there has to be a roger corman martial arts movie out there so they do escape together they both blood fist 1989 
fucking seriously? Yes. I love Blood Fist. Oh man. Okay. Cool. I know. <laughs> of course. Of course, you've seen Blood Fist and Blood Fist too. By the way, who is in Blood Fist? Don Don Wilson. Don the Dragon Wilson. Don the Dragon Wilson. Yeah. And there's like it, yes, it is. There's like eight of those, and only you know, but they they do that thing where the first two are you know part of the same thing, and then they just kind of use the name and the actor for completely different movies. Just because it has a name, I'm like, but who watched Blood Fist? Is my question. Nope. 80s action. Don the Dragon Wilson. I remember Don the Dragon Wilson's name. I don't remember any movies he was in because I'd never seen them, but I I do recall hearing Don the Dragon Wilson's name. Well, now you know he was in Blood Fist and he was in Future Kick, <clears throat> which I've never watched, and he was in this movie called Black Belt, which was kind of awesome. Never seen any of these movies. Fucking Tubi is the best thing ever. That's true. You just go Tubi through and there's the this, there's a million obscure martial arts movies that I've never heard of before in my life, and then MVD goes here, pay forty dollars for it, and I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll do that because <laughs> you're a sucker just like I am <laughs> so they do escape together she climbs down him which is kind of a funny a funny thing to watch and he tells her to hide in the quote-unquote temple this is the first time they refer to it as a temple and I'm like that was a temple and then he goes back inside and then it kind of I I didn't really see what he was doing at first but so I wrote down that he he covers the lizard thing up and knocks it out but then I realized he was delivering it to Zeg and he made Zeg give him a thousand Tarex for it yeah it it's interesting that he doesn't it and it should be noted for the listener if you haven't seen this movie this is one of the few I'm gonna say you don't have to watch before you watch <laughs> listen to this episode I probably should have opened the show with that huh eh, <laughs> you you owe it to yourself to experience bad movies so you can appreciate the good ones look if you love bad movies this is definitely this is definitely one and one that I would recommend as a delightful disaster piece but he doesn't walk her to the temple he's just like yeah go to the temple and and that's going to pay off later but then he goes to Lord Z or excuse me he goes to Balcaz's castle and he does this thing at the door where he's like he's like listening and he does like one two three four on his hand yeah I saw that what the fuck was that and it made no sense I, I had to re-watch it and then I realized what he was doing is he was counting counting how many guys were behind the door okay i get it sort of <laughs> and it made sure. no fucking sense until i rewatched. it i was like what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah that's what he was doing and then of course he he throws a blanket over the lizard's head and knocks it you know with the hilt of his sword which the first time i saw that it made me laugh really hard because it was really dumb <laughs> don't they do that good hollow wood knock too i think they do the which is probably why it's, i thought it was so funny and yes then he delivers him to zeg so and <laughs> yeah. zeg is not the least bit suspicious suspicious this dude was just in this dude was just in your keep and then he disappears at the exact same time the princess disappears and then he shows up with balkaz's favorite as he calls him i don't know what the thing's name was but and then the following scene takes place if that didn't tip lord if that didn't tip zeg off i'm sorry zeg does not deserve to be the tyrant of this village <laughs> we're not really dealing with competent villains here to say the least yeah so the next day there's another little boss meeting so they can trade this is where okay so i didn't miss anything right he tells her to go to the temple and then this this scene happens and then balkaz has the girl for some reason yeah because apparently he or one of his men intercepted her on the way to the temple which it should be noted again is about 12 feet there must have been like they like forgot to turn on the camera while they were shooting that scene or something because i can't imagine them leaving <laughs> that out i don't know i don't know like some of the I, stuff i can i can excuse but like that seems 
seems pretty important. Yeah, how Balkaz came into possession of the princess definitely seems like a plot point that should have been covered. I just like oh, the yeah. idea that they were like shooting the movie and they were and then they got to the end of it. They they got it all edited and then they were at the premiere and the director was like, "Wait, what happened to that scene?" <laughs> That's one of those things where they're like the camera ran out of film, should we tell him? No, just let him keep going. <laughs> Take 76. Go. I hope that's actually the case. Who did direct this movie, by the way? I need to. This was directed by John C. Broderick, who also wrote it. And um, I think he I think he might have acted in it as well, but I could be wrong about that. Well, he's done not things that I know anything about. Oh, he did Inner Space. Oh, he was a production manager on oh. Inner Space. Never mind. Oh, my fucking God. And he produced Showdown in Little Tokyo. Uh, I saw that, but I also saw Monkey Trouble. You remember that fucking movie? No. No? Oh, man. It's It's got Harvey Keitel, and he plays like a bad guy gypsy pirate. Really? No, I don't remember that at all. That sounds way cooler than it actually is it is literally just a it's it's a movie like a pet movie i i found this monkey and he's gonna be my best friend but oh his owner oh, wants it, him back because it, he does fucking magic-y things not magic but he like knows how to do stuff it was is it one of those 90s like children with a with a wild animal movies yes yes so oh. you you would have missed it completely i remember the genre though oh yeah, yeah that was that was something over. i definitely made a point of not watching when they came out it's got thora birch in it though is she the star yes that that was baby thora like four years before she showed her tits in american beauty yeah uh so she, yeah she was 16 when they did that and her parents had to be on set how weird would that have been i don't know i mean I, it's weird but it's also weird that we you know like fetishize tits so much you know it really is it really like is. it shouldn't be that big of a deal it shouldn't be i'm not saying it isn't i mean we have to live in the real world but it shouldn't be but that is also a hard movie to watch these days thanks kevin spacey for fucking ruining shit for me yeah Fuck you, asshole. God, all these fucking douchebags shitting all over movies I love. Fuck. It's 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 getting hard out there. There's a few things that I'm like, oh, that person did something shitty, but I don't need to stop doing anything with their stuff because I don't do it anyways like that Morgan Wallen guy who dropped some racial slurs on video. And I'm like, good, well, country music sucks anyway, so fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't ruin the experience of the stuff for me. It's just like, I don't want to financially support it anymore. But 90% of this shit, I, I the shit that I was go ever going to get, I already own. So, you know, it's like Kevin Spacey shit. It's like, fuck it. He already had my, he already had what money he was ever going to get from me before I knew about it. So, you know, yeah. no one fucking that pig. We went to see Baby Driver in the theater twice. I've heard it's really good. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. Watch it. It's good. Fucking A. So they, they make a little trade the lizard for the girl yeah, if i had a nickel huh <laughs> every once in a while you bust out just this gold how did the girl how did the girl escape and hide in the walls with the prelate i made a note and i totally skipped something i swear i did but then again this is a movie that we're watching and that was when that was later well that it goes night i think like i go but had they, they trade and then zig soldiers search for the search for the prelate but they're both hiding in the walls yeah no that was oh, um fuck. did you miss like the whole scene with the bring me something amusing that whole scene no that will come 
no, that that comes later because they're uh, the prelate and the warrior are in the walls doing stuff because that's when he says, I know what I'm doing. I promise. Yeah, bring me the prelate. Yeah, he's he, then they're they're in they're in the little hole in the ground and he the warrior pokes a hole and lets the water drain out of the well. But yeah, it was so it was after that after when um and then he goes to Zeg and offers him his sword exactly yeah. and after that point he kidnaps her or he rescues her again although he doesn't fucking get her out of the castle he just gets her out of that prison room and then is like oh, go yeah. to the okay. prelate and yep you're on your fucking own i should have been more specific in my notes <laughs> about who was does. hiding in the walls here so let's talk about that scene real quick where he offers his sword to Z- zig this was a formative scene for me this <laughs> this shit haunted my nightmares for years uh why because you saw a lady drown and the guy just kind of staring at it going like this is fun yeah that shit fucked me. i was five that shit fucked me up man like i had empathy for characters still when i was that age yeah that's that's the most evil thing anyone's done in this entire movie so far watching that shit changed my core temperature man like i walked out of that movie with a crippling <laughs> fear of drowning oh dude that is the worst like it didn't get me so much in this thing and i don't know why but like at the end of take me home tonight when he's in that big ball every time i see that part and he falls into the pool that freaks me out so fucking much did you just invoke take me home tonight <laughs> yes fuck you yes. <laughs> i like that movie god that movie I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> that movie so fucking terrible but i do i like it you know why i hated the movie though because it got the 80s all wrong it, wow. it, like all the shit that happened in it was actually a lot of shit that happened in the 90s but they said it was the 80s like and that just pissed me off like like what? him working at a suncoast video suncoast video yes it existed in the 80s but its heyday was in the 90s and in the movie the suncoast video had a bunch of copies of alfred hitchcock's vertigo that was a special edition that came out in the late 90s so you're splitting hairs about a vhs tape in a crappy movie i owned that fucking vhs <laughs> tape because it came out in the late 90s and it's not a goddamn crappy movie alfred hitchcock's vertigo is a piece of oh, art i was, and I was talking about take me home tonight's the crappy movie. oh oh yeah take me home tonight is a crappy movie and yes i got aggravated at inaccuracies in what was basically a made for cable sex comedy and i'm pretty sure that's how chris pratt and amy uh what's her butt met oh no shit was pratt in that yeah he play he plays her boyfriend oh my god i forgot about that completely anna ferris yeah anna ferris there we go you know that movie gave me one of the funniest scenes i love dan fogler he's kind of a weird dude him i actually did like like he's the guy from dodgeball right yeah yeah no yeah, no he's, I, he's from uh the ping pong one or yeah yeah balls of fire yes. there we go balls of fire that's it yeah balls of fury balls of fury yes he's at the at the party and he takes the this guy he starts dancing with this girl and then the that guy comes up to him and goes uh find your own date boy <laughs> <laughs> that part is so fucking funny. He's like, I found my own date, boy. I think you used to know her. And then they have a dance off and he kicks him in the balls. <laughs> I don't remember any of that, but I do remember he was the only thing I liked about that movie. He's got no testes left. That's the- <laughs> that movie's so stupid. Anyways, this movie's also stupid, but we're going to keep going. Oh, so yeah. Were we talking about something? So Sorry. drowning lady and your fear of drowning. Okay. Oh yeah. No. So, so the dark wanderer, he wanders into the hall and Keith is having sparring matches with some of the warriors for Lord Zeg's entertainment. I keep calling him Lord Zeg because he gets referred to as Lord Zeg like one time in the movie, <laughs> but the truth is his name is Zeg the Tyrant. And it just um, makes me think of Power Rangers. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, Keith and the Warriors are having fights for Zeg's entertainment, and Zeg has apparently grown weary of this swordplay, so he wants something amusing, and he invites the Dark Wanderer to sit and discuss with him. So while they're sitting and discussing, the, the castle guards bring out this naked slave girl... <laughs> With, I, I should mention, with a bush large enough that I thought she had a bikini bottom on when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was I was too busy going like, how long do I have left in this movie? <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of bikini bottoms, this was the movie that, uh, not only the movie that introduced me to my love of boobs, but also my love of thong bikinis because I had <laughs> never seen one before. And as soon as I saw one, I remember thinking, I want to see more of those. Uh, I'm... I'm down. Yeah, let's let's watch yeah. more movies with thong bikinis. But yeah, you know, thong bikinis are awesome. The warrior gets like a tour of the fortress, which is kind of weird. Yes, I, by a soldier who has apparently studied at the Daniel Stern School of Overacting. <laughs> because this as much as zag is chewing up the scenery with his acting this guy apparently could not give less of a fuck about the movie he's in i don't remember all i all i remember is that he ends up like going where the sorceress is and then that guard is sitting outside the door and he's like don't go in there he's like why like it's a it's a horrible kind of thing (laughs) yeah that guy that that well okay first off there isn't a guard sitting outside the door but the guard who's escorting him shows him the door where the sorceress is being was that the the same guy okay okay sure and then he sits down and uh and yeah and then he delivers the line about it's a terrible sort of thing but he's delivering everything like this yeah it's awful well i tell you (laughs) it's uh, it's really bad it's a terrible sort of thing you wouldn't want to look at it and the terrible sort of thing is called the protector is it it the protector or the guardian i think it was the protector but i I don't know maybe it is the guardian you're probably paying attention so he goes in there and he tries to rescue the the sorceress well well before he does that he has the genius idea to tell the guard that uh that the sorceress or the princess has escaped and to go and get the guards and this guy who you know talks like this is like oh okay i'll go get him guards and he runs off down the hall like a fucking idiot without looking in and seeing if the princess is really still there or not. Yeah, he's kind of dumb. Then we get to the coolest part of the movie, and I did not realize until today that Roger Corman was a producer on this. I must not have seen his fucking name, but I did make the connection. Well, the the thing, when he's, when he's rescuing this chick, these weird tentacles start popping up, and we see the only the only cool part of the movie, the fucking, that's a, it's a monster, and I'm like, why can't we have more of that? That sounds awesome. But it's this shitty little thing with tentacles, and it kind of looks like, it kind of looks like audrey i said from, from yes uh, i had the exact same thought it's like if audrey 2 from little shop of horrors was done really really badly yeah and i and i'm like wow uh i and there you go that's my roger corman connection on accident yes because roger corman of course produced the original little shop of horrors. i think he actually he directed that i think oh did he direct yeah, that that's one of the movies he made in two days no shit <laughs> yeah starring jack nicholson no not less. really he's the dentist <laughs> well okay featuring <laughs> Jack Nicholson, no less. Yeah, I still haven't watched that one. That that's a, that's one that I need to get on. Yeah, I haven't watched that one either. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can watch a version of Little Shop of Horrors that doesn't have Rick Moranis as Seymour. Well, there's no music. S- it's not a musical. And Steve Martin is the psychotic dentist. Yeah, that's true. But it's not a musical, so keep that in mind. It's and I guarantee it's not going to be good because it's a Roger Corman movie that he made in two days. Oh, I already knew that, but uh, <laughs> you know, like it could potentially be bad. Good. Maybe I do have a copy of it. 
I'll have to borrow it from yeah, you at some point. It comes with two other ones. I th- not the not the Terror, which is another one he shot in two days because he was doing like a good Edgar Allan Poe movie with with lots of money, and then they had the set for an extra two days and Vincent Price for an extra two days. <laughs> so they were like hey let's make another movie with so let's no just script. do this yes yes that's that and he, you know you commend the guy for fucking doing the most with what he had that's for sure we've got a title we got a title and we have one of the best actors ever at the time vincent price especially for horror that's true it didn't get a lot better than vincent price for horror <laughs> in the 60s yeah. oh here's here's my first note about i lost the plot a little here oh then zeg goes on the offensive i guess where the fuck are we uh, we just we just escaped from the thing and yeah that those are my notes sorceress reunites with the prelate sexy shirtless guy punishes the guard who led the warrior to the sorceress why is zig so fucking twitchy all the time? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my note that was my actual thought process going through this. <laughs> He is. He's like, he's, at, you know, I got to give credit to Lucas Q. I think Lucas Q is a better actor than this movie deserved. But at the same time, you know, like he's working, the material he's working with is pretty rough. And so he do, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to really characterize this Zeg guy. So he gave him all these nervous twitches and shit. His face never stops moving. I feel like, I feel like the answer to that is Lord Zeg, or excuse me, Zeg the tyrant is just so furious all the time at the incompetent. <laughs> of his subordinates that it's giving him these nervous ticks because he's mm. having to suppress all of this constant rage <laughs> that's probably close to it oh god that that sounds normal so and then that's also the scene where he finds out that the warrior killed the protector and he does the turtling thing holy fucking shit anthony delongas has been in a lot of stuff oh yeah i look i looked at some of his filmography he has been in a ton of shit oh no i i was wrong i thought he might have been in uh rollerblade seven but i what i was going to say is is he's actually not a bad actor either i mean for his you know ham-fisted as the script is he, he was doing a fair job of working with the material he was given yeah well fuck he's been enough stuff he must not be that bad (laughs) i know like if you look just at his 21st century material it's like two or three pages of imdb scrolling oh cool he was in fucking bullet storm that cool game i never played it (laughs) it's fucking awesome it's like if stallone made a video game no shit it's light on story heavy on just shooting shit it's awesome I do have it. It was the free game of the month at one point, so it's on my PlayStation. I Me just too. never oh, played it. I recommend it. It's it's fun and dumb and just a big action heavy thing. It's great. Okay, come on. Let's get back to it. All right. So, sexy shirtless guy. Keith. His name is not Keith. He is sexy shirtless guy. During another meal, sexy shirtless guy throws some food on the floor. This was fun, I guess. And a slave goes to grab it, and he throws a knife in her back. I believe it was a lady. And then they all kind of swarm it, and then that's just a scene that happens. Oh, because the, the the warriors there that's right and now the star of the fucking show the four boobed lady oh yeah that's right because uh yeah because keith told zeg that it was the dark wanderer who betrayed him and yes. kidnapped the yes. princess but zeg knows that he's no match for the dark wanderer so what do you do when the warrior is too much of a badass you get four boobs flying at his face to distract him you send in not selma hayek with four boobs <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was actually looking at the cast list and apparently she's a uh, she's a dancer. Her name is Cecilia Narova and it looks like she has a lot of dancing credits. Well, that's cool. Tango, Latin love. Well, she's an actress with 
five credits. So I imagine maybe she. Oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Six, six credits. So she's probably, she probably is a dancer, is an actress known for Latin love, tango, and the warrior and the sorceress. What a fucking filmography. I just love the idea that at this point, you know, she's like in her 60s or pushing 70 or something like that. And she's like, come on, kids, let's watch grandma's movie. And there's a grandma with two extra tits hanging down. And it gives her grandchildren a lot of things to speak to their therapist about. <laughs> so she's doing her little dance. And then I think the warrior's like kind of, I don't know if he's enjoying it or not, but he's just like, what? He's kind of, I think he smirked at one point for like a second. <laughs> Yeah, old David Carradine is uh, not exactly <laughs> chewing it. He's not Lord Zegging it. No, no, I don't even think he knows he's a. Is he awake? Like, so she dances towards him, and then she gets near him, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, all right." And then I wanted it. I saw this happen the first time I watched it, but I wasn't really paying attention. But I wanted it to come out of one of her boobs, but it doesn't. But this weird little thing pops out and like stabs him and knocks him out a little bit but he not before he gets a chance to choke her out i think the idea is it's like like a scorpion stinger type of a thing or something you know like it hits him with some venom or something yeah something and then he gets knocked out because he got the hero has to get fucking tortured a little bit because then they we cut to him getting his ass kicked so he'll tell him so, so he'll tell them where the where the sorceress is during the scene when he's fighting the dancer lady he's choking her out and she gets this look on her face like she just came and i was like oh shit you're giving david carradine ideas (laughs) i saw that look on her face too but i did not put that together (laughs) that's really horrible of me to say but it was a thought i had david carradine we respect you i love your work man you shouldn't have died like that maybe don't think it's the highest quality all the time but i still love it so eventually some other shit happens i said the warrior escapes sorta i said the sexy shirtless guy is pissed about it but then the warrior collapses by some people and they take him to the girl for some magic shit i guess because that's what (laughs) that's what i wrote (laughs) yeah that scene is kind of beautiful because he's just had the shit kicked out of him and for a minute his eye goes all rocky yeah and then, uh, yeah in the very next scene it's fine <laughs> so I don't okay know what i didn't imagine that okay that was. yeah i think they forgot or they didn't care or they ran <laughs> out of money the continuity person was not paid that week and so they were like you know what fuck you well they think he's unconscious he climbs up into the rafters and hides and then they come or uh sexy shirtless comes back to the room and is like fuck he escaped look everywhere and then he runs out of the room leaving the door open but everybody's running around right outside the room and that's the point at which the dark water is like all right perfect chance to escape now that i can't walk and he throws himself to the ground and drags himself through the sand in front of fucking everybody who apparently (laughs) just doesn't notice him until he gets underneath a cart that wheels him out the front gates we cut to Balkaz and Zig and they're like having their I called it they're having a spat again because nothing really happens when they get out there (laughs) they mostly just flex at each other yeah they decide though to join forces for a second uh because oh oh right because fucking gorbo what burgo burgo gorbo (laughs) burgo's men come i think is is about the time so they join forces for a second i is that what happens i know they join forces and then and then zeg stabs fatty no no they uh that's before burgo's men show up okay okay they basically say look let's form an alliance and i mean they don't say it that way it's more like an alliance an alliance 
you know, like, that, like that's the, the fucking, extent of their conversation. Sounded on the like the ferryman from from the fucking <laughs> Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night. And then as they're shaking on the deal, Zeg whips a knife out and is like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Stabs him right in the guts. <laughs> ha ha! You never saw this betrayal coming, did you? Right. Uh, and then we cut back to the sorceress who forges. I say the sorceress forges the forges the sword. Only not really. She just kind of stares because she's just standing there while somebody else does all the goddamn work. <laughs> She, I think she's chanting magic over the sword <laughs> okay. as it's being forged. But yeah, you know, same idea. Someone else is doing the actual hammering. Yes, yes. And then we then we cut back to Zeg and his fucking assholes. After he killed Balkaz, he kind of got all the soldiers behind him. But then the villagers attack to get the well. And then... Well, it, I, I guess it should be pointed out. I don't recall if you mentioned this. Maybe you did and I just was like zoning out or something for a second. But at this point, Zeg has discovered that the well has gone dry because yes. the Dark One opened that hole in the basement of the, the temple. I talked about the setup, but I forgot to bring that part up. Yep. Yeah, so that's the catalyst for Zeg and Balkaz coming together. And then, of course, Zeg betrays Balkaz. But yeah, while that all's going on, she's watching some dude forge the sword of aura and then <laughs> and then yeah all the villagers decide to attack the well at once yes and, and then uh, right in the middle of it burgo shows up that's when burgo shows up with his people but then he ends up killing zig it's really not that special i don't know yeah zig kind of goes <laughs> down easy keith gets put in chains so you know he's still around to be the primary antagonist but yeah uh Zeg is just like Burgo just rolls up and is like boom you're dead yeah he hits him with shouldn't have betrayed something. me motherfucker yep we're back in the fucking cave with the with the sword and the princess the warrior uses the sword and it breaks the anvil Woo! it's the sword of Ura Ura where the Ura. fuck are we Ura so it works yay she's magic and shit and he's like the sword is light and she's like it's a good thing oh no that that happened earlier and completely different people never mind see what I mean this movie's fucking me up no no that was that was them oh was it uh, he says too? the sword is light and she says test it on the anvil and i have to say at this point she's wearing this boob harness it's like a leather harness that would ordinarily be a bra except the cups are gone so the boobs are just hanging out and i'll tell you what i am fully in favor of that look coming back maybe that's where her power is maybe that's why she can't wear clothes the boobs are the source of her power yeah. that would make sense like the fortune I was teller mesmerized from all rats. By them. you were mesmerized by her boobs yes they were good boobs sorry i didn't mean to drag <laughs> the whole thing to a screeching halt there Virgo's men end up finding the prelate. So then I said, still drifting at this point. I'm trying real hard to pay attention. That's another note I put in there. <laughs> it's a little rough because not a lot's going on aside, you know, like aside from her boobs. So I can understand why your your attention was wandering. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was hard. I was I was I'm trying to be a fucking professional and watch this goddamn movie. <laughs> But sometimes that's hard. That's hard. Sometimes the warrior does end up showing up and they try to capture him, but he kicks their asses. Of course, I said the least bad fight sequence because <laughs> it's like almost like the trainer actually showed up that day or the almost. choreographer and almost, but he only had like five minutes to slap some shit together. <laughs> This movie is a masterpiece of bad choreography. <laughs> it's it's pretty rough. And then my next note is the sexy shirtless guy has to get involved and then gets dead because they have a little fight and then he what does he even do to him? Like he doesn't Oh well like there's well first off there's the fight where the Dark One takes on Burgo and his men, and then that gives everybody else the courage to rise up, and then the villagers appear and they attack Burgo's men. And so, you know, you've got this whole wild battle sequence going on. On. meanwhile the princess is running out there into the 
middle of things to let her uncle go. And yeah, at some point in the melee, Keith gets a hold of a sword. And then once Burgo's dead and or, and Burgo's men are dead, he decides to go after the Dark Wanderer because, you know, they're two alpha males. It had to come down to a fight between them. It's like Godzilla and Kong. It was going to happen. Yeah, that came out a couple days ago. Shit. Haven't watched it yet. I've got my free HBO Max subscription compliments of Best Buy. I was going to say, I forgot to use mine and it expired like the day after I fucking or yeah, like the day after I the day before I decided to look at it and go like, is this still good? So after all this stuff and everybody's dead, it's cleanup time. I guess you just see a shot or two of these guys, the villagers wandering around picking up the swords, specifically the swords. Yeah. Yeah. And then the wanderer is like, well, fuck it. I killed everybody. I'm out. Time to go. And she's like, wait, does she say something like, can I come with you or something? She wants to. No, I think she's like, will you return? Something to that effect. Suffice to say, there's no connection between these two, which is why the trivia post that was like, he meets and falls in love with an exotic sorceress. I was like, well, someone didn't fucking watch the movie. (laughs) There's nothing going on there. He just says, I travel alone. And then he leaves. It's also inconsequential. That's what i said that's what i put in my notes <laughs> oh and then she's like to holy victory and she holds her hand up in this weird like can i cup your balls look and then he's like sure i'll cup the other ball and meets her hand and then they do this kind of they transition into a you son of a bitch handshake <laughs> and then it's over the end mercifully <laughs> <laughs> 80 minutes of your life you'll never get back twice (laughs) oh 160 (laughs) or yeah 160 minutes of your life you'll never get back yikes i love that you talk this movie up and your experience with it and you're still like yeah no i totally understand this movie's stupid it sucks (laughs) no i wanted to do the movie because i've you know like it's an important movie in my life but i am not gonna try and tell anybody that it's a good movie it's terrible and that's part of why i love it So that almost does it. But what are your final thoughts on the warrior and the sorceress? Well, I feel like I've been pretty clear on my final thoughts ever since I first mentioned them on the show, which is probably somewhere near episode one or two, which is this movie has a longstanding place in both my heart and my bowels, which is to (laughs) say certain aspects of it have made me shit myself with terror more than once, specifically when I was being held underwater on summer break (laughs) in 1992 by my stepbrother. And I, all I could think about was that slave girl drowning in that tank of water while all those people watched and laughed and I was on a beach with people watching and laughing all around (laughs) while my older stepbrother held me under the water like a fucking asshole and I fucking (laughs) wanted to kill him but you know suffice to say uh, yeah check it out family's lovely aren't they (laughs) the truth is he and I get along really well now but uh, (laughs) yeah for a minute he was a dick final thoughts though I don't know. I think I, I think I delivered most of my final thoughts when I was talking about all the better swords and sorcery movies that are out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm again not going to try and justify this as good, but it's a bucket of fun if you enjoy a particularly bad swords and sorcery movie. Yeah, well, don't watch this by yourself. Watch this with somebody else to a keep you awake b make fun of it together might not hurt to have some in- legal intoxicants on tap at the time. Yeah, if you, yeah. 
if you swing that way you need to if you're gonna make it through this movie it's 80 minutes david carradine shows his legs a lot he does have some luscious thighs in this movie yes that's true if you want a better sword and sorcery movie just go watch conan the first one specifically that one's a good movie. oh or beast or some shit like that the first conan is fantastic if you want a good a really good bad movie watch death stalker 2 okay i've been uh, like i'm watching this i'm like "Uh, can i make it through those other ones death stalker 2 is a really good bad swords and sorcery movie does it continue on after death stalker one or does it do that thing where it's called death stalker but it has nothing to do with anything pretty much i watched death stalker 2 first nothing is confusing <laughs> other than the you know like what were the script writers thinking that's the only confusing part but the guy who's playing the guy who plays death stalker is just so fucking charming and funny and could not give less of a shit about what he was up to it, it's almost as if he kind kind of reminds me of james vanderbeek a little bit what the fuck okay like he looks a little like james vanderbeek but he's also got that same charm so uh yeah i definitely recommend death stalker too that's done this is done the sword <laughs> the warrior and the sorceress were done <laughs> and not a minute too soon <laughs> I could just feel it sapping your will to live as we discussed it. <laughs> uh, how about you guys follow us on some social media on everything at the Shark Pod? You can go to audibletrial.com slash Sharks Across Hollywood and get your free audiobook thing. Also, you're better at explaining that stuff, but I don't like promotion. I mean, I don't not like it. It's just hard to pretend like I give a shit sorry well, audible <laughs> i don't like it but i am good at pretending i give a shit audibletrial.com <laughs> forward slash sharks cross hollywood where you can get a free audiobook of your choice they have a massive selection i own over 300 of them myself i definitely recommend this service and if you go there you'll be helping out the show so do it audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across hollywood don't think just do it yeah like like a jedi wait that's do or do on do we do it out there there's no try anyways um <laughs> So you can donate to our Patreon as well at patreon.com slash Hollywood, and we're still going with our 2021 the 13th. I keep on wanting to call it our Friday the 13th, but it's 2021 the 13th where we review each Friday the 13th movie in order, one a month with what? Wh- which one's going to be released on actual Friday the 13th? That will be uh, Friday the 13th part 7, Jason Takes Manhattan. Or is that part 8? That is part Shit. 8, I no, believe. No, it's part 8. It's part 8, but it'll be Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay, anyway. cool. Which is gonna be fun because i really want to see that guy get his head punched off it's been forever since i watched uh, since i watched jason takes manhattan so i don't remember did the dude get his head punched off in that one? <laughs> yes yes that's when it starts to get so stupid i'm excited for all those so at just a two dollar level you can have access to that eventually there will be more i'm working on it you're working on it We're, we'll, we'll figure it out together everybody together but again patreon.com slash sharks cross hollywood give us your money so i can quit my fucking job please and then what else is that it i think that's it holy shit I, I felt like there was something else but there's not so hey we'll be back in a couple weeks do we have anything else to add until then what should they do you should stay jossome